Express. I'm your conductor, Josh. Well, a lot of times we don't think about time, so it's time we talk about time all the time. <sighs> Q, Vice President Kamala Harris. Again, confounding all of us with all of her timeless wisdom. Listen. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. So about all that I gathered from that was that time was significant, which is basically true. This kind of reminds me, you know, think back to your days in high school when like the teacher would call on you and you were definitely zoning out and you had no idea what she was talking about uh, before asking you this huge question. And all you heard was a few key words in the sentence leading up to the question. Um, and those are the only words that you can seem to repeat in your uh, scramble to create the semblance of an answer. That seems kind of she's going oh the teacher's like hey tell me about the significance of time oh well the significance of time has great significance and it's timely and stuff i kind of miss when we had articulate leaders um that could formulate coherent ideas or words i don't know call me old-fashioned let me know. Questions, comments, Freedom Express Podcast at gmail.com or on Instagram, Freedom Express Podcast. Well, in the race to find the next most normal thing in American life to deem a uh, racist, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones, she's the creator of the 1619 Project, we've talked about that before, recently discovered another enduring legacy of slavery. Interestingly enough, it is the notion of tipping. What? So, you know, it's the practice of giving to a waiter or a waitress uh, after they've done a good job. Yeah. If they do a better job, then they get a better tip. Yeah, but that's that's apparently a, um, a legacy of slavery, according to Nicole Hannah-Jones. Uh, in an effort to have the least amount of problematicness about me, I will uh, refrain from tipping so far, as, of course, not to be racist. Um, and I think that's a, that's a pretty good excuse that, um, in order to not be racist, I think I should stop tipping. Yeah. What do you think? Let me know. Oh, coming up in this episode, we have, uh, the, Bi uh, the confirmation of Biden's appointee to the Supreme Court of the United States is underway. That's to replace Justice Stephen Breyer, and his nominee is of the name Judge Jackson. And oh boy, did Biden pick a winner. Well, we'll dive into the process and also the views of a person that would be making such important decisions. Also, uh, there's a swimmer of a certain masculine sex is donning a women's one piece and dominating at the sport of swimming. Well, we'll talk about the ethical dilemma or as it relates to the meaning of words and how that can totally overturn our entire social fabric and we see the effects of that already but before we get to all of that as usual i wanted to give you an update of my life here at university x well in one of my honors courses we're in a unit 
talking about the definition of knowledge. What is knowledge? And it's really interesting when you get into the philosophy of it and exploring epistemology to the furthest corners of the earth, of course. Um, and so I had a bit of free time, so I decided to go around and ask a bunch of different uh, professors that I knew what they thought the meaning of knowledge was. And it was interesting how they were all kind of leaning towards the same thing. But the funny part is, I meant to go talk to these professors for maybe like 15 minutes each or so. I don't know. But I ended up talking to professors collectively for about two and a half hours that day. And I looked down at my watch and I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm late for class. And so I had talked to professors about knowledge too much and um, became late for class. Uh, it was only by two minutes, only late by two minutes, so don't think anything bad about that. Um, but yeah, I feel like the definition of a nerd. <laughs> Talking to professors too long. What's your excuse for being late? Oh, I was having epistemological discussions with uh, some of my uh, professors. Uh-huh, sure you were. Well, as in every aspect of my life, everybody else is faced with the consequences of making decisions, just as Stephen Breyer decided to make the decision that he was going to retire from the bench of the Supreme Court, and the media was ablaze with conjecture as to the nature of his replacement. Adding to their unbiased excitement was Joe Biden's announcement that he would only nominate a female female African-American to fill that position. Now, I wanted to pause right here and just kind of think about the ethics of making such a promise. Now, I want to preface all of this with this. Nothing is wrong with uh, nominating a woman or an African-American to uh, any position. It's not wrong to nominate either gender or any uh, sort of race to any sort of governmental position uh, in the slightest. That is never. That is not a problem for me. The problem arises when you say, hey, I am going to nominate somebody of this gender or this race and only of this gender and this race. Making race and gender a qualification for a position. Now, admittedly, maybe uh, in Biden's mind, uh, Judge Jackson is the most qualified person out there to fill this role. And if she is, then go for it. He should nominate her. That's his job. But the problem comes in where and we're not certain as to his motives, whether he was trying to pick the most qualified person or just pick the person that was just that was most politically qualified to uh, fill the position. Now, race and gender should never be a deciding factor in any decision uh, as far as a job goes. In uh, my view, uh, like, let's uh, illustrate this what would, with what would be considered an absurd example. Imagine a certain president uh, saying, oh, I have this vacancy on the Supreme Court. I am only going to nominate a white male, and I will not consider any other options. You imagine the outrage. Not just from the left, but from everybody that would uh, come from such an assertion. Because that is completely ridiculous on, on its face. Excluding people from the position just because of how they were born. Well, this whole issue comes from the baseline assumption that race matters in the content of your ability to do a job. 
or whenever it is politically convenient, that race matters at all. I'd like to remind President Biden, and it's not based on the color of your skin, but the content of your character. That's what matters. It's Martin Luther King Jr. right there. Race has no bearing on your ability to do a job better or worse. But see, here's the lie right here. He doesn't really care about diversity. Because if he cared about diversity, he would nom he would put he would have put forward a list of potential um nominees that was actually diverse instead of just of one race and one gender. And if he would have included this actually diverse list of people and among it he and from that list he picked the nominee of judge jackson that would be completely fine completely acceptable completely ethical and in accordance with any semblance of a moral code but see that's not what he did and that's where i find uh the first problem with this whole situation but Let's actually look at her qualifications instead of simply judging her based on gender or race. We never strive to do that, unlike a President Biden. But let's let's look at actually what she has to say. Putting the whole race and gender thing aside for the moment, let's just uh, let's take a look at some of the things that were said during her confirmation hearings this past week. Um, in a question session with a Senator Lindsey Graham uh, during the judicial hearing, um, he was questioning Judge Jackson about her uh, leniency towards child predators in her sentencing. Um, listen to how she defended herself here. In comes the internet. On the internet, with one click, you can receive, you can distribute tens of thousands you can be doing this for 15 minutes and all of a sudden you are looking at 30, 40, 50 years in prison. Good. Put, good. I understand. Absolutely that good. I hope you are. To do good. Allow her to finish, please. I hope you go to jail for 50 years. If you're on the Internet trolling for images please. of children and sexual exploitation. So you don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a that's horrible thing. That was Senator Graham uh, there at the end of South Carolina. My senator, actually. Um, but what Judge Jackson was alleging there was that you should not go to jail uh, for something that is just done in 15 minutes. Oh, yes, distributing uh, pornography. That's done in 15 minutes. That should not affect your life in such a significant way. Well, like, hold on here. How long does it take to rob, rape, or murder somebody? I feel like you could find several creative ways that you could do any of those things within the time limit of 15 minutes. In fact, why limit it to just one person? If the time limit for affecting somebody's life as far as legalism is concerned is 15 minutes, I could do a whole heck of a lot of illegal things in 15 minutes. But it seems like I would get off easy if Judge Jackson trying me. And so on its face, it's an absurd notion that something that fit, that you do for 15 minutes should not define your life. It should. Your actions. There are consequences to actions. Now, am I not saying that there are not extenuating circumstances? But I agree with Senator Graham. You should go to jail for these things. But see... Judge Jackson was very lenient on uh, child predators, giving them a very much reduced sentences. Is that somebody that we want sitting on the highest court of the land? 
Let's keep looking. Perhaps even more ludicrous is the fact that she can't even answer a question any kindergarten could answer uh, if it were posed to them. Uh, let's, uh, let's listen to this other question that she did not have an answer for. Check this out. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. What? You can't? Not in okay. this context. So I'm, not of... <laughs> I'm not a biologist. I'm not a biologist. That's funny right there. Oh, yeah, because you need a PhD or uh, some other uh, degree of tenure to be able to figure out what a woman is. Well, good thing that people have for thousands of years. And we, you don't need to be a bi biologist. She cannot answer the question to what a woman is. This is coming, obviously, not only during a Women's History Month, but on the heels of the celebration of the first African-American woman to be nominated for the high bench of the Supreme Court. So on one hand, we have Judge Jackson celebrated as the first African-American woman to be nominated to the Supreme Court, which um, is considered as a high benchmark for America. And then on the other hand, you have that same judge not able to even say what a woman is. It's almost like the word has no meaning to her. Oh, I don't know what that is. That's a foreign concept to me. What is I don't know what a woman is. Certainly not me. Who's to say Clarence Thomas wasn't the first African-American woman on the bench? If we don't know what a woman is. And here we come to the underlying importance of words. Because this is no simple difference in diction. Our entire social fabric is based upon objective definitions of words. Let's take the, for example, the word justice. Say somebody keys up my car, and I'm obviously maybe justifiably mad about that. So I pay them back by killing them and dumping their body in a river. And I say, hey, that's justice for me. But the police is, are going to say, no, that's not justice. You're a murderer. You go to jail. You go to prison. That's justice. And there's a reason that we are not lawfully allowed to just simply define terms on a whim. We are not able to change the meaning of words to fit whatever we find politically convenient at the moment. Take a more practical example. Let's take transgender athlete Leah Thomas, who won the Women's NCAA Championship um, over female participants based on a subjective definition of the word woman. Now this athlete that decided he was a woman three years ago is crushing the dreams of several girls that trained maybe or that trained years for these moments and they have and they don't have a chance not because of any real ta talent that this a transgender athlete has in fact he was quite the loser athletically speaking results wise before he claimed to have made a transition in 2018 and this is really the danger of the postmodern philosophy, where anybody 
where truth is relative. Words, therefore, have no meaning. You know what happens when we cheapen words. No meaning can ever be expressed. No meaning can ever be expressed. Our societal fabric crumbles. You can't have women's sports anymore. You can't have true justice. You can't have true liberty. You can't have truth. Yet this is considered perfectly acceptable to many on the political left. People can be whatever they want to be. No, they can't. I couldn't be a biologist if I tried. I just don't have... My brain doesn't work that way. There are some things we cannot do. And I think within the past couple of years, the conservative movement has really lost its appeal of the truth. They've made concessions where concessions never needed to be made. I cannot change who I am. I can change, sure, I can change my name. I can't change how old I am. I can't change my age. That's a set fact. I can't change the fact that I'm a person. That's a set fact. I can't change the fact that I'm male. That is a set fact. I can't change the fact that I'm not a giraffe. That's a set fact. And I'm just looking to where society will go after this. Because if we think that gender becoming a non-factor is going to be where this insanity stops, then we're just as deceived as the people running around saying that the word woman has no meaning. And that's where I'm concerned. So I encourage you, don't just lay down and sit and go along with people's manufactured reality. Call it as it is. Stand up, not only for what you believe, but for what you know to be true. You know what a woman is. You know what a man is. You know what right and wrong are. It's time we as a people start speaking out about it, instead of just cowering in our houses. It's time we make our voices heard. I know what a woman is. Do you? I'll actually ask you that on Instagram. Remember to send in comments or questions at freedomexpresspodcast.gmail.com or on Instagram at freedomexpresspodcast. Well, I asked you guys on a question sticker, uh, what is a woman? And I got a couple of pretty good responses. got one from Caleb. Uh, he says, what do I look like? A biologist? Of course, in reference to Judge Jackson. Um... I have a uh, comment here from Jackson. Jackson says, I'll do you one better. Why is a woman? Oh, that is a great question. I actually, I don't know. I just, I just can't say. I have a comment here from Emma talking about the difference between uh, gender and, um, asking about the difference between gender and sex. And um, so, Emma, that's, that's a good question that actually deserves a little bit more time than I gave the other comments. Um... 
So a lot of people say, oh, there is a difference between a gender and sex. This is a lot of um, many on the conservative side of the movement trying to make uh, concessions to the other side, saying, oh, well, gender can be a social, um, is a social ma um, manufactured in a social sense, um, but sex is what you are biologically born as. Um, and I'm sorry, that just, that doesn't work. Because it assigns no meaning to the word gender. Gender just becomes this non-entity that no one ever that no makes no difference and no one cares about. And then sex becomes the um, well. Can you change your sex then? Well, if you can change your gender, of course you can change your sex then, right? And then it becomes this uh, this dangerous slippery slope where you delve right back where we started, where both words end up with no meaning instead of just saying no. There is um, gender cannot be changed, sex cannot be changed. They are synonymous, and that is an absolute fact. And I I'm kind of it, it saddens me that many on. Um, the Republican side are making that differentiation. Oh, gender and sex, they're different. They're, they're not different. But thank you for the question, Emma. It is something really important to uh, bring up there. Make sure you send in more questions, comments, freedomexpresspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram, freedomexpresspodcast. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Freedom Express. Make sure to share, tell your friends, um, let me know what you thought. And if you are planning on doing something illegal, make sure you set that timer to 14 minutes and 59 seconds in order to get uh, a sentence that would not affect your life. Because obviously, if once you cross the 15-minute threshold, you're just an evil maniac. But if you're under 15 minutes, then... Apparently, according to Judge Jackson, it seems like you're cool and groovy for whatever illegal activity you want to do. Oh no, this is the Freedom Express. Just to clarify, I'm not endorsing any illegal activity. This message was put here for legal purposes, of course.